I'm Nicole Stevens. Come join me and let's walk with Jesus. Hey guys, thanks for listening, tuning in. I'm glad you're here. Um, I am waiting for my son to get back to the house to get back home. He went to Albania for a mission trip, uh, my 17-year-old son, and then they got stuck in Germany for a little bit, and then they had a flight to New York, and it's kind of been a thing. Um, and so I'm sure he's having a great adventure, not even thinking about his mother. That's fine. Um, and I'm just so thankful that he had this opportunity to go and, um, you know, mission trips, like short-term mission trips, even though it is helpful and, and does, you know, work for the Lord and the kingdom and for others. Um, I think really it is such a cool opportunity for you um, in that small time period to grow. And so I'm just praying that Seth um, just kind of has his eyes open to what God wants to do in his life as far as his calling and stuff. Because, you know, I'm his mom <laughs> and I'm like, oh, so you're going to be a missionary or preacher now? I'm not going to ask him those questions, I promise. <laughs> but I am so excited uh, just that he was wanting to go on that mission trip himself. And it was something that he brought up. And um, and so anyways, y'all pray for him. He's uh, he's awesome. I'm proud of him, um, you know whatever it's just I don't know are you a parent do you like with your kids uh I don't know with my kids I just want them to love the Lord and to devote their lives to the Lord because that's going to really give them abundant joy and God is worthy you know of our lives and our worship uh so in this episode I actually wanted to record this episode like a couple weeks ago and I don't know why I didn't, but I didn't. Um, So wickedness begets wickedness. And so if you read the Bible, you see the word begets, begots, begotten, whatever, a lot. And usually that's, you know, something to do with kind of like a family lineage, the generations, all that kind of stuff. So if you look up beget, it means to cause, to bring forth. And so wickedness uh, brings forth more wickedness. I don't know if you have a working brain and eyeballs, but kind of you look around at the world today, you can just see the progression. Um, And again, wickedness has always been here uh, since the fall of man with Adam and Eve. But um, in our American culture, I have definitely noticed in my lifetime just the deterioration of morals, like values, things that I would think, to a secular person who doesn't believe in God is common sense. And now it's, you know, nothing <laughs> makes sense. Uh, and I, it, I don't know, kind of feels, I don't want to say scary, but it kind of feels scary. It's like, it's not scary in the fact that I know God is sovereign and he's in charge and he's all powerful. And I know how the story ends, you know what I'm saying? But like when you're living in a time where things are, changing where they just don't even make any sense um you can't even have a conversation with somebody and even seem to be in the same page at all in anything anymore and it's just very interesting just to kind of see that shift it you know it's not a good shift um and I think you have to ask yourself you know if you're listening to this um you might be 
someone who has accepted Jesus as their savior. If you're listening to this, you might be somebody who has it, you know, you're just checking it out. And, um, either way, I'm glad you're here, but I think you have to figure out what is the definition of wickedness. I think even on that, that, that by itself, people disagree on, right? I think used to, you could be, you know, you were able to say like, you know, child molestation, is wickedness. I think, I feel like a lot of people might still say that is, but I think now we're kind of to a point where we're reasoning it out. Like, well, you know, I just learned about these, uh, two guys a couple weeks ago and one is named Alfred Charles Kinsey. You might've heard of him and they have, uh, like if you look him up, it says he's an American biologist. Doesn't that sound so smart? But when you look more into his work and what he studied, obviously he studied, well, not obviously, but he studied sexual behavior. And he did these, um, I like, I don't even know what you would call them. Uh, you know, he would call them scientific experiments. But really, it was like child molestation. But the science and educational community has protected him in such a way which is like well you know he was just doing some work and and you know some things that he did were questionable but you know he still got results and it still helped us understand the human body and like what is wrong with you people I'd rather not understand the human body of a five-month-old in a sexual way what is wrong with you what is wrong with you like it makes me so upset I don't know I can't even go into more detail about these things I couldn't even read a whole bunch of it because I because uh, it just makes me angry. It makes me angry that there's wicked people like that. And there, it makes me angry that our society now stands up for people uh, like this. And, and oh, I can't even, anyway, <laughs> moving on. Um, and then John, John Money is the other guy uh, who they also ex- explain him as a psychologist, which again, he did really wicked stuff you know, in his experiments for the sake of science, you know, just whatever crap you want to call it. It's, it's lies from the devil, you know, for people to do wicked stuff that they want to do. Um, and whatever name they want to say it is for, but it's the lust of their own flesh. And when you follow after human ways, man, you gonna get in some knee deep stuff that, um, that is just so wicked. And what's going to happen to your mind I mean, have you looked at the statistics of people who look at pornography? I mean, we could probably have a conversation with most people today, even Christians, and say, do you believe pornography is wrong? And they'd be like, well, no, I mean, it's not like you're actually, you know, or, you know, if your spouse, if you're, you know, if you're married, your spouse is okay with it, you know, just whatever stuff that they want to justify uh, and, and, yeah, we, we could just talk about all the things. If you want to look at the statistics of what scientifically happens to the human brain after you view pornography, be my guest because your brain actually gets physically and chemically altered after you view these things. It's the same thing when they study, you know, serial killers' brains and stuff like that. And by the way, like, have you seen all these documentaries on the mind of a serial killer or whatever the stuff is called? Like, I don't watch that stuff. Maybe y'all watch this stuff. I do not need to understand what goes on in your wicked mind. I don't need to know I don't care I just know you're wicked and I know you don't need to be living in society you know I pray that somebody can witness to you in the jails I know there are people like that uh, so that you can come to know Christ to really be transformed by your mind but as far as studying your wicked mind and what you do in your wicked ways like I don't need to junk up my mind like that thank you very much
Um, I just know you don't need to be doing that. So anyways, I don't know how you feel about all that kind of stuff. Um, but back to the definition of wickedness. I mean, really it's, um, you need to figure out what you believe. You know, I believe in God. I believe in Jesus Christ. I believe the Bible is the word of Christ, um, the word of God. And so if I'm going to define something, it's going to be by the Bible. And we know that wickedness is anything against the Lord. It's anything that displeases the Lord. It's anything that's not holy. It's the things that God says, you know, are wicked. And so, um, but you know, in our culture, uh, in this world, what we want to do is just make everybody happy, make everybody feel good. Right. And, uh, if you look at Second Timothy chapter four verses three through four, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. So people at some point in time used to actually want to know what was um, truth and what was right, and now it's like, eh, don't bother me with that kind of stuff. I'd rather just hear things that are completely not true, things don't that don't make sense, things that are actually very destructive in the long run because it, you know, appeases my my flesh. It, you know, uh, satisfies my lust. So I'd rather live in, you know, some fairy tale world that's anything but a fairy tale. It's just based on lies. And so, you know, even um, even many schools and education systems um, companies, whatever it may be, we are saying things that are even in a secular, like if, if there were legit (laughs) secular scientists who would just admit what the science really says about things is that, you know, these things X and Y and Z, this is what it is. And instead now these schools are teaching things that are not that at all based on human emotions and feelings. And, oh man, that is, that ain't even a slippery slope. That's like a avalanche death trap. You know what I'm saying? Like that doesn't even make any sense. Um, and so you've got to know what you believe. You've got to be rooted in it. Uh, because this world is throwing you all over the place, uh, with everything, especially if you're going to go by your feelings. I know I've talked about this before. I mean, we could just talk about this in every episode because it's always going on. It always applies at some point. Um, Ephesians 4, 14, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie and wait to deceive. So we're not even talking about legit stuff that people are preaching. We're talking about people who are trying to manipulate and trick you. And I think another thing that Christians really have to realize, because a lot of times I think we forget about this because we're distracted and we're creatures who are very dependent on our actual eyesight. So if you're a person that has faith in God, then you know that you're having faith in something that you cannot see. That's what faith is, right? But you believe and you live um, in, in what you believe. And so one of the things is spiritual warfare. You know, there is an enemy out there. Every time that God is doing a work, Satan's right back there trying to undo it and, um, and trying to manipulate and and trick and deceive, which is what he did in the Garden of Eden, of Eden, of Eden, Garden of Eve. Good grief! Um, and and onwards, you know, throughout the Bible and throughout history. There's another really good book um, called Church History by Greg Axe, and I will link to that. And it basically shows through all of history in the world and you know in, in American history where God moved and Satan counter moved. 
And so we have to also realize that anytime in our lives, you know, there's always an enemy out there working against us and working against our children and working against, you know, our culture, our country, our um, community, the world, the government, all these things. Satan's got his hand in all this kind of stuff and he's not all powerful. And I'm so thankful for that, but um, he's very much at work. And so you have to be in your guard and you have to um, allow God to open your eyes. If you do not have Christ in you, then your spiritual eyes are closed. You do not see um, just the the deceit around you. And so we've got a lot of stuff going on that, you know, is, is just people being carried away by um, the deceitfulness of Satan, really. Uh, so Billy Graham had said... Man without God is a contradiction, a paradox, a monstrosity. He sees evil as good and good as evil. That is why some people love evil and hate that which is good. They are still in their sins. And I know this is a sensitive topic. You can email me about it if you're mad. <laughs> or we can meet in person if, if I know you and talk about it. I, you know, I love people. Um, you know, God has made everybody on purpose with a purpose and um and and i love everybody but you know this week um well when i'm recording it it's this week but you know monday will be next week well i don't know do you count sunday see we i had this talk the other day i don't i still count sunday as a weekend not the first day of the week doesn't matter so uh you know the supreme court overturned roe versus wade um which is great news to me because i believe in the bible and there's some people who are like, well, I believe in the Bible too. And I don't believe that was a good thing. I am for people's choices. And uh, God is for free will because he's not forcing anybody to do anything. He, he leaves the choice up to you. You're not a robot. However, uh, when it comes to things that are morally wrong, like killing a baby, whether you want to say it is or not, I don't, I don't really understand the debate there of whether it's alive or not, um, a living thing or not. Uh, when you kill a baby, that's wrong. And so um, we should definitely have laws to guard people against that. So when the Supreme Court overturned Roe versus Wade, which is um, something that was put into place, I think it was in 1973 or something, could have got that uh, year wrong, um, to basically say that everybody in America has the the right, the fundamental right, the constitutional right to have an abortion if they want. So every state was made to provide abortions or, or at least, you know, make it legal, um, or whatever. You know, what's interesting to me is that I have like listeners in like 19 other countries. <laughs> so I'm like, first of all, don't know how you find this podcast. But second of all, I'm not really sure how familiar you are with the laws in the States and what the laws are like in your country. Um, but this is so when the, the Supreme Court overturned, uh, Roe versus Wade, what was it, Friday? Basically, they're not making it to where abortions are illegal everywhere, which I would be fine with, honestly, because I believe that a human child in the womb at any stage of its life is a life and that to kill it would be murder, and I believe that's wrong, and I believe there should be a law against that. Um, but uh, what they just did was just turn that power back to the states so that the people and the government in the local state could decide whether they were going to have abortion legal or illegal in their state. And what is very interesting is not interesting. It's just, you know, not everybody agrees on everything. And then people who are not Christian, um, 
and they believe differently. They're very not, I'm not saying everybody who is not a Christian is pro-choice. Um, but a lot of people, and there are some Christians who are also pro-choice, which means they believe that it is okay to have an abortion, um, and pro-life again, not really sure what you're aware of, uh, is for those that believe that, uh, having an abortion is wrong, killing a baby in the womb is wrong. So you have all these people that are so angry and there's, you know, saying all sorts of stuff. And I think what we really are having a, uh, disservice to us, something that's not very beneficial is all of this technology that probably like, again, I know I sound like an old lady most of the time. I don't know what to tell you. I'm 39. Maybe I'm heading none up there, but, um, people are watching all these videos and TikToks, uh, on YouTube, on Instagram, on just wherever you can find people's, um, brain dumps and just regurgitating every little thing. And I mean, just everybody's got opinions and everybody's throwing it out there. And I do believe in free speech, but I think you have just a mass amount of foolishness going on around here. And then people are just repeating the foolishness and going and going and going. And it gets just more foolish as, as people just repost these things. And I'm like, okay, um, I understand we've got different opinions about stuff and whatever, and you might not believe in the Bible, and I do, but can we talk about this? Because what you just said, even like in a secular standpoint, makes no sense <laughs> at all. Um, and there are several episodes that I have done over the course of all these many episodes um, that kind of just have to do with the same line of thinking um, of what I'm talking about right now. So if you want to go back and check these out, you're welcome to. Um, episode 17, Faith, Virtue, and Liberty. Episode 46, Modern Day Tower of Babel. Episode 63, Absolutely Crazy. Episode 65, Can't, Can't. Episode 94, Psychedelics and Reconstruction. And I'll um, mention those in the show notes uh, as well. But, I mean, I'm sure we're just going to continue to have this conversation as our country and, you know, other countries around the world are heading in a way that... um, is against the Lord and it's against the Bible. And I know not everybody believes the Bible, um, but I, I believe the Bible. And so I believe that the best way to live is according to the Bible. And I'm not going to force people to be Christians, you know, but if we're voting on laws, um, I'm always going to vote in the way that's going to be closest to the Bible. And if you're a Christian, you really should as well. Um, there is another verse that I wanted to read, Proverbs fourteen twelve. There is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. So if you get any wisdom and any um, definitions of words or, you know, advice on how to live, it should be from the Bible. Because if it's going to be from another human, it's going to be destructive. And uh, then we've got... Daniel twelve ten many shall be purified and made white and tried, but the wicked shall do wickedly, and none of the wicked shall understand, but the wise shall understand. And why is that? Because like, you know, I'm better than you. I understand so much more than you. It's not like that at all. It's the fact that like, if you don't have Christ in your heart, your, your spiritual eyes are shut. You cannot see, you cannot understand what the deceit is and the craftiness around you. Um, and when you have Christ in your heart, and, and inside of you, your eyes are open to these things and you can discern because you have the spirit inside you. It's not by your own flesh and your own, you know, super smart brain. It's by Christ who's inside of you that discerns uh, through all that. 
And, um, I, you know, something else that I hear a lot is like, well, you're not supposed to judge. What about that? Christians ain't supposed to judge. And I'm like, man, I really wish that if you're going to use the Bible against me, like you do it in context. Okay. Like I love you guys, but like, honestly, um, it is important that if we're going to engage in conversation, that it is not just to win an argument and be right, but it's to do it in context. And so when the Bible talks about, you know, not judging. It's talking about, let's look at John seven twenty four. judge not according to the appearance, appearance, but judge righteous judgment. So judge in the way that, that Christ would, we're not judging like, okay, you're going to heaven, you're going to hell and you know, these kind of things. But if you look at Ephesians five eleven, it says, and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. So as Christians, we're supposed, we're supposed to expose them. We're supposed to call out the works of darkness. So I'm not calling out, you know, Tommy Joe over there and be like, oh, Tommy Joe, you're going to hell. Look what you did. You so messed up. I can't believe it. There's no, you know, hope free now and you shall be executed. <laughs> like, you know, that kind of judgment. But like, hey, Tommy Joe, like what you're doing is a sin against God. And this is what what it says in the Bible about that, you know, I'm supposed to take the light of Christ and shine it in the darkness so that the darkness is exposed. The things in the darkness are exposed. And so that it does not have a hold in that person anymore. That's what you're supposed to do. But nobody wants you to be shining your light nowhere around the darkness or the things they're doing in the darkness, because then it exposes that. And then they have to, you know, answer for it. And I mean, and at the day of judgment, they will answer for, we all will answer for what we've done in this earth. But the difference will be is that when we are judged, those who have Christ in them, it's by his works that we're going to be saved. It's by his righteousness that we'll, we will be in heaven, not by our own works. Um, but the others who don't have Christ as their savior will, will be going to hell. And, but I don't know, it, it's a struggle for, for me, you know, because I don't want to make people uncomfortable or upset. And so shining a light where somebody's hiding in the dark, the dark usually gets people mad. Like, how dare you <laughs> look over here? Or how dare you say that this is wrong? And it's like, man, listen, I love you. Like I've done some messed up stuff in my life. You know, I will be glad to share my testimony with you. Um, not to glorify anything that I've done, but to show you what I used to think was right, but what God has delivered me from, and now I have abundant life and joy. Now, after I, after I talk to these people, whoever, you know, about my testimony and, and about what the Lord says, they still have a choice. I'm not making anybody do anything, and I'm not going to keep being like, you sinner, <laughs> you know, I can't believe you. I'm not going to be like that, you know, but to like present the gospel and the opportunity and to shine that light and say, Hey, you know, I don't know if you notice how dark it is over there, but do you want to come over here where Christ is, where the light shines bright and where, where there's joy and peace and clarity, um, things aren't so upside down, you know, do you really, do you want to be delivered? And a lot of times you find, I don't know about y'all, but you know, I have a lot of friends that I've talked to, you know, about what they've done in, in the life choices and their life history, you know, we're both open. I don't usually talk to somebody and not also share the things that, you know, I've gone through and whatever. But um, a lot of times what I find is a lot of people who make 
choices that are, um, you know, outside of, of the Bible, a lot of times it's because they've been hurt, you know, either they've been molested by somebody, you know, or they had parents that abandoned them or their, you know, father was absent and an alcoholic and, you know, or their parents beat them or, um, maybe, you know, church treated them unbiblically, you know, in an ungodly way. And so they were hurt and, you know, you have a lot of, usually people do things for reasons. Um, so I think it's important to be sensitive to that and to know that like, Hey, you know, you're not alone. You know, I understand being hurt also. Like I understand wanting to make choices and, and have made choices before that were unbiblical because I was hurt, but I've also made unbiblical choices because I want to do for my, my flesh. Um, and so I know, I know we've got a hundred reasons why we do stuff, but at the end of the day, it's important that we have the righteousness of Christ, um, in our place to forgive us of our sins because we've all done wrong. And that is why we are in the situation we're at in our culture and in our world is because you have people who are sinners because we're all sinners, but people who don't want to repent from their sin, do not want anything to do with Christ and want to magnify their sin and follow their flesh. And if you're following your flesh, you're walking farther away from God. And if God is everything good and holy and right, then you're going to be completely opposite of that. And so it's Christ that we need uh, to transform our, our country and, and our world. And so there's a First John 1, 9. It says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You don't have to have everything figured out. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be not dysfunctional anymore because heaven knows I still have some dysfunctions, man. Um, all you have to do is say, God, I'm a sinner. I recognize that. I've done some wrong stuff and I still do wrong things and I'm I'm a sinner. I'm sorry. I, I believe that you are the son of God and that you came to die on the cross for my sin, to pay for my sin, for the wrong that I've done. So that I could be forgiven and I want your forgiveness and I want you to be my savior, my king, and I want to be in heaven with you. Like, that's all you got to do. That's no work on your part. That's not you like trying to, to be perfect, to earn your way to heaven because you can't. But the wonderful thing is, is when God comes and lives inside of you, he starts transforming you. He makes you a new creature, right? And uh, Galatians 2.20, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. In the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I hear a lot of anger towards Christians right now. Um, not to say that there's, some, there's not some Christians who are real hateful and not godly the way that the Bible would want them as well. Which again, just proves that, hey, Christians and people who are not Christians, like we could just live according to the Bible. We would all be treating each other quite lovely. Uh, but I know there's some people that really have some hatred for Christians right now. And, and I've got some family members that feel that way. I think that, you know, they want to live a certain way and they know that I believe differently and, and that I believe the Bible and that the Bible speaks against how they live. And they're so angry. Um whether it's at me personally or just 
because, you know, I'm a Christian or whatever. Um, and I haven't even said anything, <laughs> you know, but sometimes you don't have to say anything for people to be angry with just what they know your stance is because they're doing something opposite. And I love everybody. I love, I do, I love everybody. Um, but I, I hope we can understand that I can love you, but not love the things that you're doing that I believe are wickedness. But naturally you'll be offended because I called what you're doing wicked. And so it makes you angry at me. But I know that Christ has made a way because we're all wicked. There's not one that is righteous in this earth. We're all wicked. And so I just want to leave off here today of uh, to remember that when we live apart from the Bible, we're going to just sow destruction. And that's what we see right now. And if you're a Christian, that if you live apart from the Bible, you're going to also sow destruction to yourself. It won't be quite the same. You're not going to end up in hell. Um, nothing can snatch you out of Christ's hand once uh, you've asked him to come and live inside you. But, um, but you're definitely not going to have abundant joy on earth. And you're definitely not going to be doing the will of God. You're going to be you're going to become a stumbling block. And so if you're a Christian, I, I just challenge you to examine your heart and say, like, am I a stumbling block to the work of Christ? Am I helping people to see who Christ really is? Or am I causing people to hate Christ even more because they see me and what I represent? And so we have to live according to the Bible. Don't water down the truth. Don't change it to make it sound more nicer for other people to hear. God worded it the way he did. Um, God's words pierce me in the heart. There's things sometimes that I do that I, you know, when I'm reading my Bible every day and I read something, and I'm like, Ooh, <laughs> okay, that hurt. I hear you. You know, that's something I got to change. That's something I'm not doing right. But we have to be able to be willing to be taught and to receive instruction nobody wants to listen anymore everybody thinks they know everything <laughs> and then if you're on, on one stance and you're on one side of the aisle then you know everything you're plugging your ears and you're throwing stones at the other side I just I don't understand it it's making me sad um but you know the bible said it would happen uh but the bible also asked us to go out and shine that light and to tell others the truth so that they'll they'll experience abundant life with christ and not be a slave to sin any longer. So it's good news. We're just withholding it, right? So let's work on that, guys. All right, so the uh, song I'm going to add is called Spirit Lead Me by Influence Music and Michael Ketterer. You've probably heard this. I think it's kind of been on the radio lately, but I you know, was listening to it the other day, and it just kind of spoke to my soul, and so I wanted to share it. Uh, some of the lyrics say, If you say it's wrong, then I'll say no. If you say release, I'm letting go. If you're in it with me, I'll begin. And when you say to jump, I'm diving in. If you say, be still, then I will wait. If you say to trust, I will obey. I don't want to follow my own ways. I'm done chasing feelings. Spirit, lead me. Oh, spirit, lead me. I thought that was quite appropriate. I'll link to the podcast Spotify playlist in the show notes. I'm sorry I rambled so much today. Um, and honestly, if y'all have disagreements, if you're angry, if you have questions, you want to talk, you got prayer requests, like whatever, I welcome it all. Um, don't ever feel like you're bothering me or that you're going to offend me. I'm totally open 
to um, having a conversation. Like, don't, like, email me, call me names or something. I mean, I guess you can, whatever. But, like, it would be more helpful, I think, to both of us if, you, if you're if you open to having a conversation. Um, so, feel free. Um, or, if, also, if you need a physical Bible, feel free to DM me on Instagram at walkwithjesuspodcast or email me at walkwithjesuspodcast at gmail.com. And I'll talk to you all next Monday. <laughs>